It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is Trevor Rogers back? Why is Jazz Chisholm Jr. saying, oops, all on today's Locked On Marlins? You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Uh, no TikToks, no Instas for me. I'm too old. 40 years of age this year. 4-0. Can you believe it? Anyway, uh, hit subscribe to the pod as well. It is your team every day, of course. And there is a YouTube channel. Head over to there as well and hit subscribe. We are trending with the subscription numbers. Love to see it. And thank you guys and for those tuning in and thinking, Locked on Marlins, why is there a British host? <laughs> What's going on? Been following the team, covering the team now since 2017. Had my own podcast, would you believe? Fish Across the Pond. Uh, also doing some media work, covering the Marlins during the pandemic via the Zoom calls. And I've been a big fan. and I'm just a fan with a podcast, effectively covering the Marlins for Locked On. Um, guys. Tons to get into. Last night's game, it was not UK-friendly. So, uh, yeah, I had to watch the game today, this morning, whilst I was working. But it was a fun one as well. Loads of talking points. So, absolutely pumped to get into that. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's going to be plenty to look forward to as well as the Marlins start their next game in about 50 minutes' time. So, this episode should drop just about before the game starts. And there's an interesting wrinkle thinking from last night's game to today's game. Uh, we'll get into that shortly. Uh, but before we do that, guys, reminder, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. You can make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get yourself started. Yeah, more about those guys later on. All right. So as I mentioned in the brief intro, it was a brief intro for today. Trevor Rogers, when I look back to yesterday's game, Trevor Rogers is what a lot of people are talking about. And rightly so. That was the best I have seen Trevor Rogers pitch in years. I guess it is literally years since 2021. It was old Trevor. It was the Trevor of 21. The difference, seemingly. Uh, firstly, he looked he looked slimmer, I think. He looked kind of lean and slim and looking nice. Um, but for mainly it was the pitch mix go guys, right? We've spoken about it in the off season. We've spoken about it last year, Trevor Rogers, his success came from the fastball and the changeup working off the fastball. It's what it's about. He tried to get a bit too cute last year, introducing sliders and whatnot sliders that don't slide or slide the wrong way. Trevor Rogers though, yesterday back to basics. And even as a two pitch starter, fastball change, he's still electric. Still electric, and I am I'm delighted that the Marlins haven't you know pulled the ejector cord on on Trevor and ended up selling low on him, etc. He's still such a young guy. It's the one thing we have to say about Trevor. He's still so young, big, massive lefty, tons of value there in Trevor. 
Craig Mitchell's reporting it at the at the last deadline that you know teams were calling on Trevor, you know, because there's so much control, there's so much potential. We saw what he could do in 21. I'm delighted the Martins didn't make the move because they're going to need him in the rotation this year, no doubt. And he fits the profile. He's still pre-arb, so league minimum for Trevor. And to see this from Trevor Rogers was absolutely wonderful. Wonderful. It was only two innings of work, like it has been for you know all of the starters, let's say, in, in spring. But when you look at the actual numbers here, 4Ks, two innings, two hits, 4Ks. And uh, one of those Ks, uh, I think, was against old friend Georgie Alfaro that was playing for the Red Sox, too, uh, yesterday. But it looked filthy. Filthy stuff from Trevor Rogers. And when I actually dug onto Twitter today, that's what everyone was was talking about. Trevor seemingly is back. And this is massive for the Marlins. It really is. In some ways, you know, like fantasy drafts are starting to happen. Now, I wish, I wish this hadn't quite happened yet because I knew that Trevor was going to bounce back. I knew it. The Marlins knew it. Trevor knew it. But right now, not many other fantasy players did. But by, by the time I get around to picking Trevor... There's going to be some helium on that average draft position. The ADP is rising and the stock is rising for Trevor Rogers. And it just goes back to, like I said, goes back to basics. That changeup plays incredibly, incredibly. I think he threw a sinker in there and that was one of the only pitches that he got hit on. So I know he's been working on this sinker as well. But for me, if Trevor's just doing what he's doing, that's a big, big plus. It's it's tough enough to hit even without a third pitch in there. So delighted to see Trevor Rogers back in the mix. He has to be back in the mix. Um, we know, or seemingly we're trending in this way where, you know, Braxton Garrett's equally going to be on the roster. So is Trevor. The Marlins are going to have a lot of rotation options to start the year, all being well. Um, so wonderful. That is one of the biggest boosts in spring. The Marlins could have hoped for. Yes, it's only spring. And we use that excuse all the time, but in reality, being spring, it did not matter here with Trevor. This was just wonderful to see. Old Trevor back, huge for the Marlins. New Trevor coming through. Dax Folden made his spring debut. I think it was his spring debut. I don't think he played last year. One of the big helium prospects for the Marlins. Boy, oh boy, talk about another big country lefty. I mean, Dax, he's very much in the, the Trevor Rogers mold, isn't he? And it's the first time I've really watched him pitch, particularly against um, you know major league level hitting. And it's it's fair to say there's definitely a lot of talent there. The stuff is there with Dax Fulton, no doubt. Um, gave up a bomb to off-season darling Casas, Tristan Casas, from the Red Sox. Uh, hung a slider. It's what happens. Lefty on lefty play. Hung it. Casas absolutely destroyed it. Looked good, actually, Casas. Enjoyed watching him. I was intrigued. Uh, but Dax Fulton, a bit like Yuri Perez the other day, where these guys, they're going to make little minor mistakes. He's so young as well, even younger than than, than Trevor. Not, a, not as young as Yuri Perez, though, clearly. But this was encouraging to see that the stuff plays. He lost his way a little bit in, you know, in, in the second inning of work. There was a, you know, the command kind of drifted away from him a little bit. There was, I think, six, seven pitches in a row that were all uh, outside the strike zone. So maybe he was starting to labor. Maybe he was starting to you know, lose a touch of confidence. But, you know, overall, a good body of work. The home run on a mistake. 
that's kind of what we want to see at this point too. We like we want the guys to experience growing pains against major league level hit uh, hitting. And really, that was a real premier matchup there. Dax Fulton versus Tristan Casas. Casas uh, dispatching one. So, looks a nice piece. Um, we also, you know, got a, uh, got a look as well at Chargo Char- again. Poor old Chargo. He's struggling this spring, right? He's he's pitched twice and he's got two L's. Um, and But the main thing about the L is from the run that was given up. And the run that was given up was on a play that Jazz Chisholm Jr., Fielded at center field, and then something pretty wild happened. It went right to the backstop. We're going to talk about that in a second because I think that was the, if that wasn't the biggest talking point, it was the second biggest one. I, I, for me personally, Trevor was the talking point here, the the return of Trevor Rogers. But Jazz Chisholm Jr., his second appearance in center field, and we now have a second talking point about him in center field. How is this all going to play out? We'll wait and see how it goes. But in the meantime, time to let you know about our good friends over at FanDuel, of course. It's the midway point of the NBA season, and it's now the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook. You you can get, hold on, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super, super easy to use. You can bet on everything. Money line, point scorers, and the number of threes drained. You've got it all. They've got it all covered there on FanDuel. Uh, even lets you combine your bets for a chance for an even bigger payout. I love those. And it's the same game parlay. Roll them up, baby, and get those payouts. That's off script, by the way. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash Locked on. Reminder, that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Damn, forgot the graphics. Those graphics. <laughs> Damn it. Production skills not on point. It's the 1st of March. I don't know what that means for the rest of March. But anyway, things can only get better with the production levels. Jazz Chisholm Jr. in center field. Another big story. The Marlins pretty much wheeled, uh, went out with the same lineup from two days ago. Mixed and matched it slightly. Jazz Chisholm was in the three-hole. I like that, by the way. Luisa Reyes in the leadoff spot. I like that. Jorge Soler hitting two. Felt like a nice lineup in general. But Jazz, he gets his first hit of uh, spring, so that's good. Uh, also was struck out. But his main play... And he, he he had at least one other ball that he fielded, but the main play was on that that RBI against Chago. And he came in at pace. The runner was coming from second. He was coming around and was being waved around. And Jazz fielded it in relatively shallow center at this point, um, just behind the second base bag. And he absolutely rocket launched one way over the catcher's head, hits the backstop. And, uh, and 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 the hitter then advances to second. So, fundamentally, Jazz, I guess, as he tried to gun the runner down at, at home, was that what he was thinking? Because that's certainly where the ball and the, the velocity of the throw and the direction of the throw suggests to me that Jazz came in on it at center, thought, I'm giving this full gas. I'm going to try and gun one to the catcher. And we have to remember... This these spring games, it doesn't matter. So Jazz is out there thinking, I'm gonna go full speed 
and I'm going to test the arm in a live situation. I think that's what he's thinking anyway, because he fields it and gases it, and it it the, it was a it was wayward. Let's say, and the runner advances from from first to second. If it was a regular season game, uh, clearly that would would have been the wrong decision. Um, the runner was easily scoring, I think. Um, I don't think Jazz really had a, had a chance to to get an out there. And so he would have probably played it differently. So for me, in my opinion, Jazz has thought, I'm just going to practice this in a live game situation that if it was going to be close, I want to test my arm. I want to feel what it feels like. And uh, it came out wrong. Throw was wayward. Jazz after the game. Uh, so previous game, no way I was catching that ball. I was just trying to deke the runner. This game, um, ball slipped. Wet field, ball slipped. I was trying to hit the cutoff man. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not sure some of these post-game comments. I think Jazz is maybe just having a little bit of fun with it all, I guess, because you know, he can say what he wants. Um, but uh, the, the, two, the last two times he's been out there, there's been some questionable fielding, let's say. And uh, the comments after haven't quite aligned to what our eyes have told us. We'll wait and see. Here's the good news, guys. I alluded to it in the, uh, the start of the show. Jazz is back out there today. So they played a night game yesterday. And he is right back out there today. Day game against the Mets. And he's back out in center field. The key thing for Jazz Chisholm Jr. right now, repetitions, baby. Get out there and just get comfortable, get familiar in live game situations. It makes a ton of sense. Jazz needs them more than anyone. More than anyone, Jazz should be out there as often as he can be in center field for the Marlins this spring. He has to be. And that's also the point why the Marlins have kind of kiboshed the WBC situation for him. There's maybe a few other factors in there, but you know they kiboshed it because they said, no, 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 we want Jazz getting as many reps in center field as necessary. And based on the two games thus far, how's your confidence level, guys? Is it waning at all? Some out there, you know, have got the, maybe the view that Jazz is trying to just sabotage it. He's trying to force Kim's hand, (laughs) make Kim make a decision. I don't believe that to be true. I think Jazz and this play in particular, I think it was one that was just a full speed practice run with no risk and no real issue if it went wrong. You know, go in there and just try and gun down the theoretical, hypothetical runner at home. And see if you can get get a feeling in your arm there. The reality was uh, it, it went wayward and uh, the runner scored. And uh, the runner went from you know, advanced from first to second. Was what it was. Interested to see how he goes again tonight. Well, not interested to see because I won't be able to see because there is no video or TV coverage. So it's onto the radio uh, for this evening's game for me and daytime game for everyone over there in the States. So looking forward to that. First time listening to Kyle Seelaff, if indeed he is on the radio, which I assume he is. Um, so looking forward to that. Big news, though, from yesterday. Away from Jazz. Huge news. And it is news that I think we all need to happen and need to see continuing into next or into the regular season. Skinny Avi, Odd year Skinny Avi, Is he back? There was a double and an opposite field home run from Avisel Garcia. Huge day for Avi, one of his, I mean, it's only spring, so <laughs> I have to be careful here, but we we have been so, we've been so limited in the amount of highlight moments from Avicel Garcia and positive moments that I'm now getting extremely pumped 
about game four in spring, a double down the line in an opposite field against a reliever I've never heard of. But it is what it is. Avicel Garcia, he is one of the main guys. If he can finally return to form, slim down, do his thing. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on here. I thought my son was about to burst in. Wanted to get in on uh, Locked On Marlins. He has practiced it. Anyway, Avicel Garcia, it's huge for the Marlins. Spoke about it before. Huge for him to become Avicel Garcia of, of the past. Odd year Avi. And for me, this is a great start. Luis Arias, want to talk about him. His at-bats yesterday, um, his contact, impressive. You can see it. He puts a lot, he puts a lot of barrel on a lot of baseballs. And you know, it's not always going to turn to hits. I think the first pitch or second pitch of the game yesterday, he absolutely laced one straight down the middle, right at the camera angle, actually. You can see the ball come off the bat and start to tail. Didn't get a hit on that one. Uh, hit one through where the shift could have been later on. Um, so Luis Arias, he's back out there again today as well. Again, he's looking for more reps. He is going to the WBC. So, you know, his spring opportunities will be uh, more limited than some of the other guys. So he's out there looking for reps, which is great to see. And for me, I'm I'm, I'm seeing what I was sold in many ways with Arias. He's going to be, he's just going to be a real nice hitter. We absolutely know that. Um, we've also got Mean Gene, I think, back out there as well today at third. So, all the guys looking for more reps, getting themselves back going, which is great to see. We have Sandy Alcantara's spring debut as well that will be coming up this evening in, in this evening's game. So every day, every day there is a storyline with the Marlins uh, in terms of pitching. Uh, what we did here yesterday, AJ Puck, I was thinking, hey, where's Puck? I saw him throwing a few days ago. Was surprised that we'd gotten through like three games without seeing Puck and Tanner Scott. Uh, we then hear that both of them um, had, you know, some kind of health-related issues as such, um, but are on the mend and on the way back, and they've thrown, I believe, today. Brazaban has got his visa issues sorted, so he is back. So you've got three bullpen guys there um, that are kind of, you know, making their way back, and these are three key pieces of the bullpen too. So interested to see how their workload goes. Clearly, Puck. Tanner Scott, if they do have kind of, you know, issues, then they need to work through them at a, at a pace, uh, making sure they're available for opening day. Craig Mish talking about it in his article yesterday, just how much, how, how, how highly I'd say the Marlins are regarding Puck. They really like him. Clearly, clearly they do. I mean, they sent away JJ Bloodet to go and get Puck, but the Marlins seemingly are really high on Puck, which is great. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And we'll wait and see, again, if you fantasy players out there who's thinking about Puck for some sneaky save opportunities, uh, I think there's a, a strong possibility that that could happen. Maybe not right at the start of the year, but as the year progresses uh, or if the matchups uh, permit, potentially, then you'll see a, a plenty of Puck. Floro, as we know, expiring deals. So there's, a, there's a, a decent probability that he is moved at some point anyway uh, with these expiring deals. So for those fantasy players out there, Puck could be a nice pickup. I know I'm going to be sneakily adding him into uh, certain types of rosters 
this year. So overall, guys, yesterday when we look back at it, tons of action again. Tons of action. Trevor's back. Eyeballs on Dax Fulton. Dax, what he's he's like, you know, Trevor 2.0, which is great to see. Jazz Chisholm, another incident, let's say, in center field. I, I don't think it was an overall, you know, it wasn't as egregious potentially as the one prior to that. But either way, there's growing pains and there's a need for Jazz and more repetitions. Avicel Garcia, great to see him back, hitting baseballs hard. That's what we need to see from Avi. Luis Arias, to me, looks the real deal. Sandy Alcantara going today, which is going to be great to see. Loved hearing Sandy Alcantara on uh, on Miami mic'd up with Jeremy Taché. Um, tons of things stood out from that. If you haven't listened to the episode, go and listen to it all. It's like a 12, 13-minute clip, which is great. The one thing that, you know, a couple of things that stood out. Sandy's all about routine. He's not changing his routine. It worked great last year. He's looking for more of the same. A routine to protect himself and give him the best opportunity to succeed. And he wants to win. Win, 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 win. He kept saying it over and over and over. Sandy's up for it. The other thing too, Sandy's a great guy. He's a fun guy. He's relaxed. He's very calm. He's, you know, everything. When the competitive juices kick in with Sandy, different beast. We see that and we hear about that from a pitching perspective. But even when it was rock, paper, scissors with Jeremy Taché, all of a sudden, Sandy, you could see it. He peacocked up. He wanted to win immediately. I think he bet his whole Miami Marlins contract on winning that one game of rock, paper, scissors against Jeremy Taché. That says a lot about Sandy Alcantara, his mentality, his makeup, and his desire. Looking forward to seeing him going, uh, not seeing again, looking forward to hearing it, how he goes today in, uh, in the game against the Mets. With that being said, thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. Uh, if you are thinking about your second listen of the day, and I've touched on it a couple of times in this episode, um, then you want to check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. It is that time of the year. And you can win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Baseball, find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. With that being said, guys, I will be back tomorrow. Why is that? Because this is a daily Marlins podcast. I'll be back looking back on today's action. Regulars are back out there looking for more reps and Sandy Alcantara going. Should be a stunning game. I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.